Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. The Growing in Grace Podcast, growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. I'm the Breeze Man, and he is the Cap. The Growing in Grace Podcast, uh, well into our 800s now. Can't believe that uh, we've made it this far. It's pretty interesting to me to see what God has done uh, with the Growing in Grace Podcast. Uh, the uh, the emails that we have received from people, the comments that we'll get on social media, that type of thing. I think God is doing such a wonderful thing with this podcast, using two guys who, I mean, I never had any aspirations to be a minister, to be a, a, a talker. I'm not a talker. I'm not a natural talker, Cap. I'm not, I'm not a conversationalist. I was looking up the definition of that the other day. It's a person who either thrives on having conversations or is good at it. I'm not that type of person. And yet here, God put me in radio for over 11 years, and he put me in this podcast. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just amazing to see what uh, the, the fruit that has come from, from all of this. And, and this all applause to the Lord God Almighty. Um, definitely not patting ourselves on the back with that, because I, it's, this is something I know that in myself I could never sustain. So I think it's just beautiful what's, what's gone on over the last few years with this He's thing. He's pulled all the strings. I mean, yep. that's true with everything that everybody ever does right on (laughs) (laughs) you know and and this is no exception that's for sure because it might even shock people more to know that i'm really not a talker either i'm easily withdrawn keep to myself type of guy and um that might surprise a lot of people after all those years of of doing radio those who used to listen to us but uh, i remember you, you just brought up a memory i i i remember somebody back in our young adults ministry that my wife and I helped oversee at that time. I was doing radio at that time and uh, one, one of the one of my good friends at that time uh, just made the comment within our group that uh, he says he says I don't, I don't know he just just something about when you get on the radio it's like Superman getting in a phone booth <laughs> and you just kind of kind of he says I can't explain it other than to say that you you just kind of have an anointing to do that uh, so he even he saw the difference between uh, me off the radio versus me uh, being on on the broadcast airwaves and and so and, and what we're doing here is kind of a an evolution of sorts from our radio days uh, and, and to be able to get on here and, and basically say anything that we want and for those of you who are relatively new to our our growing in grace podcast after these sixteen years and over eight hundred podcasts which we're celebrating right now in in a nutshell and this is just my view and I'm taking a wild guess here. But the Growing in Grace podcast is, is basically 80% of what you're going to hear on our podcast is going to go against what you've been taught in church. <laughs> and, and you'll wonder sometimes, like we have, why didn't we ever see this before? If you don't walk away with that, then you're probably missing what we're trying to say. Hmm. And that reminds me of a time when I was just beginning to learn this, and I was going to a church that was teaching basically the opposite <laughs> of what we of what we say. And I just remember having my yellow notepad that I always brought to church with me, and um, I was writing down as he was, as the pastor was, was preaching. I might have shared this before, I'm not sure, but um, 
I was writing down what, and then as he was talking, and, and when I looked at my notes, I'm like, everything I've written down here is the opposite of what he's saying. <laughs> and I realized this gospel is is radical. It's a it's a radical thing. Paul. He got persecuted because it went so against his contemporaries, so against his fellow Pharisees, so against uh, his fellow Jews. It was not what they were teaching, that's for sure. And even some of the, the Jews in the beginning of the gospel were teaching something that Paul stood opposed to, this me- uh, mixing of grace and works in order to be saved and in order to be justified. And it's amazing because a lot of that has trickled on uh, over the years in, into the church, it has remained in the church, this mixture of works and grace for a person to either be justified or to maintain justification or salvation. And we stand firmly against all that because there is no work that we can do that can match the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. There's nothing. There's just nothing we can do that can match that. And when we put it that way, people say, yeah, amen, yeah, there's nothing we can do. But then they'll, but you've got to do this, but you've got to do that. But, and then something that we want to talk about today, but if you sin, you need to confess your sins or you won't be forgiven. But if you confess your sins, guess what? You're, for, you're forgiven all over again. You can start anew. <laughs> and people get that, of course, from 1 John 1, 9. And that's something we've talked about on the podcast. And I know it's a subject that's near and dear to you, Kat, because it was part of the beginning of your grace revolution many years ago. Yeah, the, the topic of confessing sins in order to be forgiven all over again, that was something I was taught from my conversion um, and it was uh, predominant throughout many church teachings, and it was uh, a big thread in my life, a very discouraging thread, I might add. The, the, the constant hundreds and thousands of confessions that I would make in order to try to get clean again, in order to try to be more acceptable to God again, um, get my slate clean, get my, you know, just like taking a spiritual bath. That's what we were taught to do, and it was all based upon one verse in the entire Bible, 1 John 1, 9. Uh, now, we're not going to do a series on that right now, but because we're just looking back at stuff we've talked about over the years, and we've spent weeks and weeks and weeks on this topic. But you're right. Back in 1994, this was the door that opened up for me into grace as I visited a church where a pastor had recently been transitioning from traditional Bible teaching to the gospel of grace, and the topic was the confession of sins. And he basically summed it up with his sermon, there is one confession, and that is the confession of Jesus Christ. Why? Because forgiveness comes by blood. It doesn't come by our apologies, our confessions, our sorrow. Obviously, there are times where we fail, and we might feel bad about it, but that doesn't change because, you know, people have just been taught all their life, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, they've never been told they were the righteousness of God. And those two things are on the opposite end of the spectrum. If you're a righteous believer, and when I talk about righteousness, I'm not talking about self-righteousness based on our efforts according to the things that we do. It's based upon on what Christ did. It's his righteousness in us that's become a part of us. And it's not just that he sees us as righteous, you're truly righteous. It's part of your new identity. And so as a righteous individual, completely forgiven by the blood of Jesus, which occurred uh, you know, more than a couple thousand years ago now, that's when forgiveness occurred. Uh, now we receive that forgiveness through belief. It's, it's just as simple as that. 
otherwise, if, if you're not already forgiven, then Jesus, would, as the writer of Hebrews tried to explain, then the Jesus would have to return over and over again because sin would keep continuing. But Jesus did something that no other high priest was able to do. Uh, and that's why he sat down when it was over, whereas other high priests had to keep standing. And that was he offered one sacrifice for all sins for all time. That means past, present, and future. Some of the hyper-grace accusers out there have a hard time with that. Well, the, what are you talking about future sins? You see, because I was of that mindset too. Joel, I assumed I was forgiven up to this moment. Mm -hmm. The next wrong thought, the next wrong action, I would need to somehow get before the confession thrown again and admit to God that I, I made a mistake and thank him that he would forgive me again because that's what the Bible said he would do. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and again based on one verse. And like you say, we're not going to go through this whole thing. I'll try to remember to put a link at growingandgrace.org on this podcast episode uh, to a series that we did do on this. But real briefly, you know, First John because 1... Because there's, there's a context around First John 1. Now, right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the one verse, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. People take that right out of context and they build this doctrine of confession of sins on it. Well, John, real briefly, was, was writing to people who, at the very beginning of, of the epistle, just a few verses earlier, he's talking about, this is what we have heard, this is what we have seen with our eyes, this is what we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. Talking about Jesus, the, the living, Jesus came back to life, Jesus rose from the dead. He's talking about the fact that they had seen Jesus, that Jesus, well, actually before Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus had come in the flesh. There were people who didn't believe that Jesus had come in the flesh. We declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. He, he emphasized that we have seen and heard and we declare to you all of these things about Jesus Christ. He's trying to convince people. Now, th there are some people in this audience uh, who would read this letter in the church. I think John was writing to Ephesus, the, the church in Ephesus. In, just as in any church, there were people in there who didn't believe. Uh, some people say that these were Pharisees who didn't believe. Others say that they were Gnostics, people who didn't believe that sin was an issue. Whichever it is, he's declaring to them that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Well, Paul in his epistle says we do have fellowship with God. It's based upon the death and resurrection of Jesus. And uh, Paul says we are light in the Lord. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Well, a believer has come to Christ knowing that they have sin. They need the sacrifice of Jesus to cover their sin, not to cover their sin, but to take their sin away. So it's not a believer who's going to say that they have no sin. And so this confession really is a word that means acknowledge. He's just telling them, guess what? You need to acknowledge that there is such a thing a thing as sin. And then you can join us. You can have fellowship with us and with God. Your sins, just like ours, have already been. You can receive this forgiveness of sins. You can receive the cleansing that came through the blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not about believers confessing sins over and over and over again and being forgiven over and over and over again. That was done once and for all. Paul, in dealing with sin and ungodly behavior in the church, he never once told people to confess their sins. He would exhort people to turn from it, stop doing what they're doing, but not once did he tell them to confess. 
Yeah, and, and if you want to keep reading, uh, Paul goes on to explain to believers uh, in the next chapter. He says, I'm writing to you, little children, oh, John. which is kind of an affectionate term for one who had disciples or students. That was John. Yeah. I'm writing to you because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. He didn't add because you've confessed all your sins. I mean, right. Nobody can do it, for one thing. You won't be able to keep up. You, no matter how good a calculator you have, you'll, you'll miss stuff <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. sometimes things occur you're not even aware of. And so you just throw out the blanket prayer, God, forgive me for everything, uh, and then you think you're covered. And that's just it. It, it. It's very symbolic of the old covenant where the blood of bulls and goats covered sin, but it didn't take them away. That's kind of like what the sin confession is. It's just a, a constant repeated thing to cover sins till the next one comes along. Although you think that you're being completely cleansed each time you confess, the confession should be wrapped in Jesus Christ and the one sacrifice that, that he offered that addressed all sins for all time. So yeah, this is, this is all very good news, you understand. We've been sanctified in him, and that's another one the legalistic religious people like to try to throw on people. We should be trying to keep the law, or at least small portions of it, so that we can become more sanctified, not realizing that Jesus Christ is already our sanctification. Maybe we'll get into that sometime as we just look back on all of these different things we've been talking about over the last 800 podcasts. We hope that you'll stay with us. There's more to be said. Who knows? By the time we get done doing this, we may be up to 900 podcasts. <laughs> this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.